Welcome everybody to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Today on the show, we're going to be going over the upcoming Season 15 Weapon Sandbox changes. This is the big one for us. We had armor last week. We had abilities two weeks ago. Those were all pretty substantial. And then we had a quab that dropped about 6,000 words on us. <laughs> all sorts of changes that are happening and things that are coming. Weapon wise. Delicious words. Delicious, Delicious words. words. Uh, what's coming next season? It feels less like this is a new season and more like this is an expansion coming with the amount of changes that are happening, but it's just with the season coming. This is all brilliant. We're also, unfortunately, going to start off with a little bit something else. This isn't the fun information. Now, it has been fairly well known within the Destiny community that there has been, well, we normally always see leaks, spoilers, things like that, right before a new season starts. Even past, before. Yeah, for the past <laughs> for the past few seasons, um, there's been this document that's been floating around. It started off as a notepad document. It was then all collected into a paste bin. I'm not going to go over what's inside of it, but needless to say, all the way up through season 14 and now from what we've seen in season 15 that they released this week when it comes to the guns and stuff, we, we can fairly certainly say that this document is legitimate as a leaked document. This is not stuff that was pulled out of the API. This is not stuff that was data mined out of the code either. This was internal documents. Unfortunately, this hasn't stopped with the leaks. And over the weekend, and we record on a Sunday, Saturday, the day before, I get a notification on our lovely Hidden Guardians podcast Twitter account, at podcast underscore hidden, because, you know, I kind of run it. It's a little underused, but I just put up, you know, when we're doing stuff, things like that. Twitter, I hate it. Because it's like, oh, hey, this might be within your interest. So it's like, so what's this notification? Click on the notification. It's a screenshot from the newest leak document. That, that's, uh, this, is, this is corporate documents that are being leaked at this point. And it's got to be a disgruntled employee or ex-employee at this moment. But come on. This is, this is ridiculous. I now, if this was legitimate have all the way almost a year and a half after Witch Queen spoiled for me. Because I clicked yeah. on it, went, what am I looking at? And then when I realized what I was looking at, I'm like, oh, God, fuck, really? <sighs> so now I've gone through and blocked the account that shared it on Twitter, as well as the, uh, the accounts that were retweeting it on Twitter. It doesn't help when somebody with like a, I guess with a with a high followers saying, "Hey, don't look, don't look," because I mean, once you start saying that, people are gonna start looking. Their well, interests e are gonna start popping up. Even people with low following that are saying, "Hey, don't look at this," people go, "Well, what 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 is it? What's the leak yeah. in the comments and stuff?" It's like, come on, folks, could you could you not? I mean, this is not like API shit that you can actually look up on like LightGG or Ishtar Collective or something like that. Because that's in the that's that's available to be seen. You know, maybe they don't bunch of doesn't want you to see it until it's supposed to roll out. 
but because mm-hmm. it's already in the game and you don't have to use external software to find it like a data miner would, it's that's kind of a gray area. This is actual marketing stuff that has not been released. This is like internal meeting notes. This this is what the <laughs> fuck that have gotten like released out into the wild. It's like why would somebody do this? I don't know. Somebody would pure hate to that company. So mostly this is us warning you that this shit is out there. And now yeah. there's a very good chance because this stuff is already in development. You know, Bungie doesn't like finish season 14 and they they finish season 15 right before season 14 ends. No, they, they're out a couple seasons working ahead. Mm-hmm. That also goes for like expansions and stuff. Witch Queen is just in the tuning phase right now, the polishing phase. They're already working on the other stuff that this shit was already mentioning. Yeah. So for them to change course is going to be highly unlikely. So if you don't want to, yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled for the next couple of, <laughs> at least the next year or so, don't go looking at this stuff. But also be mindful on social media because it's getting shared constantly. YouTube mm-hmm. getting shared. People making videos about this shit. We're not going to cover it outside of just giving a warning that this stuff is out there. However, some sites community sites have started being more proactive about these things. For example, the Destiny subreddit Raid Secrets. This subreddit has been very helpful in the past, trying to solve puzzles like the Corridor of Time puzzle. This was one of their things. And back in Destiny 1, the puzzle to figure out how to unlock the terminals in the Wrath of the Machine Raid, which led you to the Outbreak Prime Exotic weapon. Raid secrets. Yeah. So they've been very helpful, but they've also been kind of a den of leaked information, data mm-hmm. mining, pulling stuff out of the API and spoiling it. Apparently, this is the one, and it looks like the, the, the moderators there have been going back and forth on this for a while, but this particular one this weekend was the last straw, and they've officially banned anybody from putting leaks on. Yeah, um, I mean, Secrets that's it, going away. Discord's I mean, now banning people for doing this. Information like that should not be just pulled out to the public like that. I mean, that's way too much info. That's a lot. I mean, you're going a year. Hell, I want to say even fucking two years in yeah, into yeah. the next expansions, and that's fu- and that's like that's just bullshit, man. They're they're actively trying to harm the company at this point. Mm-hmm. The people that are doing it, that that's active harm towards the company. And I completely sympathize with not just Bungie as a company, but the actual individuals that have been working on this stuff, that have been planning this stuff. They've put yeah. a lot of effort and pride into making these things. And it is now out there in the wild, naked for anybody to find on some slightly less reputable websites. I will not link any of that in the descriptions. Not at all. The only things I'll yeah. link in the descriptions are going to be the weekly updates from Bungie. If we need to, I will this week because this weapon sandbox update, as we shift away from starting on a downer to something like, holy hell, this is exciting stuff. Let's get to the exciting stuff. Let, let, let's get out of the, uh, the funk here. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff on this. 
We're going to start first. Well, Chris Proctor is the weapons feature lead at Bungie. He was one of the two guys that was on the uh, Firing Line podcast. It was uh, Kevin Yanez and him talking about Sandbox. Well, Chris Proctor's back. He starts off with defining some terms. I'm going to link this whole twab in the description to this pod so you can read it on your own. We're going to jump into the actual changes. Global changes. Introducing in Season 15, we are finally getting legendary stasis weapons. F and yeet. Here's how they're going to work. Stasis power weapons are in the power slot, but all other stasis weapons are in the kinetic slot. <laughs> and what do you say about kinetic slots? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to the kinetic stuff in a little bit. Um, this is to avoid overcrowding the energy slot, they're saying, and so that it is reasonable to use one in match game content. Okay, that's good. Because that assumes that there's going to be stasis shielded enemies coming on. That we're going to have to break their shields. Fine. The kinetic slot is looking at being renamed later. Mm-hmm. It says the kinetic slot will not be renamed at this time. Yeah, it's it's going to be renamed. I'm thinking, to be honest, you're going to have the uh, energy slot is going to be considered the light weapons slot. And the kinetic slot will be the darkness weapons slot. Uh-huh. That's just my take. Stasis weapons don't intrinsically do anything different from weapons of of other damage types, but they are the only weapons that can roll with stasis perks. So we now know stasis perks are coming in the game. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Yeah, on weapons. What does this mean? Weapons that have specific perks for stasis weapons. What does that mean? We'll find out in Season 15 when we start getting those weapons and they roll with them, now won't we? We generally intend stasis perks with slowing or freezing effects to have a kill trigger. So imagine Kill Clip, that when you, you know, something like Kill Clip, you kill an enemy, you reload, and then you can slow enemies by shooting them. Oh my god, dude. I'm just, I'm just spitballing based on that line, but that's the connection I'm making. Uh, but they they say this is being easy enough to trigger in PvE. Good, because, you know, PvE content, we kind of want to be able to trigger this stuff. And fun to use, but not obnoxious in PvP. Okay, so you have to at least get a kill first, proc any of these things. Then you get a limited amount of time to use it, so you can kind of screw around with a stasis weapon. This is going to be fun, Bacon. I've been looking it forward is, to this but- stuff. It's like, it could be annoying, also very annoying, because just, just, I mean, you could be running stack. That's the problem. (laughs) A stack team with a bunch of, you know, stasis weapons with all the perks on them. Mm. But each each person has to, if if they're looking at these, like, kill clip with a kill trigger, each person on that stack team has to get a kill first with that weapon to proc the ability. So it's going to be fun to use, but not necessarily annoying because it's not just free for all that you're going to be able to do it. A very, very good player or a cheater on PC, though there is a little bit of news about that. You know, that might be an issue, but I I think this is okay. And let's just get out of the way. Bungie also announced this past week that they have a anti-cheat coming on PC. 
It's the same one oh. used for Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, it's called Battle, Battle Eye. Eye. Battle Eye. It's going live when crossplay goes live. They're still for the first two weeks going to do manual bannings as Battle Eye gets familiarized with Bungie's working. You know, the program integrates and then they're going to let it go and do its thing. So people cheating will get instant bans. How awesome. Look at that. Look at that, dude. Look at that. You know, what that. Can... you know what else is awesome? They fixed the quick swap glitch in the game. I don't even know if I ever knew how to do that okay. shit. <laughs> there, was way, there was a way to cancel swapping animations in the game. I'm not exactly too familiar with it. I think it was like oh, sprint. Is it with the sprint thing? You got to yeah. sprint and then switch and all that shit? Yeah. Yeah. This is how double slug shotguns could do tremendous amounts of damage. And on boss kills, the argument it's a skill. There's no skill, you're manipulating shit. Especially (laughs) on PC because you could write a macro on your keyboard to have it automatically do it. There's no skill if you gotta use macro. (laughs) You get a macro somebody else wrote for you. There's no skill in that, but the quick swap glitch has been fixed. Here we go. Running out of primary ammo has never been tactically interesting. Running out is of that so? Just the hell you say? I have never <laughs> run out of primary white ammo before in this game. <laughs> Not like when I was uh, farming the altars of sorrow yesterday, and I kept running out of it. Um, <laughs> running out of hard PVE content, or because you were on a tear in PvP, was weird and sometimes frustrating. And we would like to not subject anyone to that in the future. So, starting in Season 15, all primary ammo weapons now have infinite ammo. So we're going to see the infinite side? Or are we going to have an infinite amount of freaking for weapons white boxes have, out there? No, there's no there's no weapon, white weapon bricks anymore. We just don't run out of primary ammo anymore. No, so I mean... You're still going to have just, to reload your gun. I'm just throwing it out there. Huckleberry is going to be freaking disgusting then. Huckleberry. As long as he gets the kid. Risk Runner. That auto loads on every kill. Mm-hmm. Guns with subsistence and rampage, or even better, swashbuckler at times five. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking oh, yeah. Actium War Rig with Sweet Business. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Bad Juju. Remember Bad Juju? Yes. Bad juju. Bows bad that juju. use kinetic weapon uh, ammo won't ever run out of ammo. Bows won't run out of ammo anymore. Exotic bows. Better come, bows. Out. <laughs> better come out with a ammo. freaking exotic bow. Uh, I was about bacon, to say that. I was like, oh bacon, shit. <laughs> bacon, you know the Vex Mythic class runs on kinetic ammo, right? Oh, you guys are pieces of shit then. Anybody that has that gun is a piece of shit. So any anything <laughs> weapons are now going to have infinite ammo. You're still going to have a reload animation. So it's not going to be like mm-hmm. you just hold the trigger and spray indefinitely, under, except in under some very, very peculiar circumstances, which I think we will we will definitely have fun with them over Season 15. But after that, they're most likely going to be retuned. Yeah, I mean, it's all about fun good, this season anyway. That's all right. <laughs> this, this, this is a good change. Running out of your basic, basic weapon ammunition is not fun. If you've run out of all of your ammunition on all of your weapons, your all your three of your slots, you are screwed. 
oh, yeah. in this game. And other Unless games have a basic attack you can keep doing over and over again. Your primary weapon one. is basically your kinetic ammo weapons are basically your your basic attacks. From there on, you're just hoping that that like bungee gives you that that nice little refill on all the guns. And if it doesn't, you're screwed. <laughs> no, it, it, that's exactly right. The game would <laughs> has built in so it'll automatically refill, but you might be waiting two or three minutes. Uh uh-huh. Nothing, and you're in an encounter that maybe the clock's against you too, and you don't have ammunition. So. Now, how is this going to affect some other things? Inertia override um, has been adjusted to account for there being no primary bricks. That was in the 815 abilities TWAB. I believe that's on... um... Middle tree? Middle tree arc? Yeah, there's there's something where uh, inertia override works. Picking up ammo during a slide reloads your equipped weapon and increases the weapon damage for a short time. Yep, there it is. Because there's no weapon to pick up mm-hmm. when it comes to kinetic bricks. Okay. Uh, drop mag. Uh, drop mag, the downside of reducing reserve ammo is almost completely meaningless. So drop mag has been reworked to, when you do it, it increases your reload speed, but it also decreases the magazine size when you slam a new magazine in. Okay. I can see it as like a hurried reload. So yeah, you may mm-hmm. not get all the bullets in. Okay, fine. You just don't run out of bullets in your pocket to shove into the gun. Compact arrow shafts, upsize of increasing ammo reserve is likewise. Now you get bonus to reloading and bonus to handling for the compact arrows shaft. Uh, there's going to be updates to other perks that refer to reserves in ways that are no longer accurate. They're specifically going to mention Fighting Lion and Sweet Business in this TWAB in the Exotic Weapons section. We will get to that a little bit. They said their Target Farming Trials weapons is much more efficient in Season 15. We'll have some cool new perks for players to play with that we want to put in Trials weapons. All Trials weapons available in Season 15 now have seven perks in each column. Originally, it was five. You're going to have all sorts of crap to roll for if you play Trials. Remember, there's a whole Trials rework coming Season 15, which will be announced on the day of the showcase. It might be easier for people that are not very good at Trials but always wanted to play to actually get some stuff out of it. I'm keeping my fingers yeah. crossed. It might be worth once a week just jumping in and just getting what? some basic stuff, you know? I know Budgie doesn't want to look at the past and want to, they want to continue looking to the future, but whatever was going on, in D1 Trials, that worked. So I don't know what the hell was going on there, but that was a beauty. I think what a big problem with D1 Trials, to ne- comparing it to today, is that Destiny 1 was a slower game. Mm-hmm. It was a totally slower game. So you had to play well, I mean, differently. Just based on the changes that are coming, I mean, they kind of like, I don't. I don't want to say they're they're slowing down the game. But it's like they're trying to make it feel like how it was. You can still move like really quickly in this game. They they're not slowing mm-hmm. it down. They're just like if you're talking about the slide change, that's just you're not going to like, be as accurate while you're sliding. That's all. Not and the uh with the with the half a shield for the titan and yeah all that stuff with the movement with the uh, warlocks and whatnot. I I, I think we're going to be okay with the movement stuff. They're going to uh, try to find a balance. But, you know, let's see what happens. We're only, like, 
as of this recording, two days away from us finding out. So we'll we'll know more. When max power levels on weapons on weapons launched, we reissued several weapons. We saw how frustrated players were having having to regrind their favorite roles since the perk pools hadn't changed. Based on that, our reissue guideline from Season 13 onwards was to replace most of those perks. Turns out that was an overcorrection, and certain perks in the original pools have become part of the identity of the weapon. Moving forward, the guidelines for reissues will now be will now be to remove the least useful two to three perks and add two or three newer perks that give the weapons some new options and may result in entirely new top-tier roles without removing the old one. Fantastic! <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> oh, I, uh, let, me, let me give you an example. They reissued the weapons on the moon. They took away some of the perks that made those weapons stand out and replaced mm -hmm. them completely. So you now have people going, this is kind of garbage. Where, why can't it roll with this anymore? Well, moving forward, they're going to stop doing that because some weapons, as they said, and this is pretty accurate, the weapons perks become part of what we associate with that weapon. Yep. I mean, you cannot think of Fatebringer in its most pure form without essentially Outlaw and Firefly on it. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the perks. That was Fatebringer. Ex explosive rounds in Firefly, because Firefly gives the uh, accelerated reload. But it's not Fatebringer if you never get those rolls on it. I mean, it could be close, but it's never Fatebringer without those two perks on it. So now they're going to try to keep the most iconic things, get rid of the least used ones, put some new ones in it, see if they can build some new rolls that way that are equally fun and might also become identifiable with this type of weapon. I'm, I'm liking that. They've also made some small adjustments to the weapons reissued in the 3, 2, 1 update to move these into a direction of the re new reissue guidelines. So, added one or two of the original perks to each column for the Luna weapons. Those are the moon weapons. Hey! Awesome! Those are the... I just talked about those! <laughs> Since these can be target farms, we're okay with increasing the perk pool size in this case. Okay, cool. Added one of the original perks to one or both columns for the Dreaming City weapons reissued in this. So that'd be Tiger Spite, Twilight Oath, and Abide the Return, which is the sword. Since they can't be target farmed yet, in parentheses, we didn't want to increase the size of these pools by more than one. So when are we going to be target farming Dreaming City weapons? I'm going to take a stab in the dark here, Bacon, that considering that Bungie on Friday formally said next season is called Season of the Lost, and the central NPC is Marasov, I'm wondering if whatever... Um, mm -hmm event we're going to be doing that we'll be able to target farm Dreaming City weapons out of the uh, Prismatic Recaster. I wouldn't mind. I'd be alright with that. I'll be alright. I'll go for it. I'll go for we'll, it. We'll find out Tuesday when we're doing it. We're going to find out it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so far, that's, this is just the start of this. So, so far, so good. Now, archetypes. Breach grenade launchers. Apparently becoming a pain in the ass in PvP. After the shotgun nerf. So, they are reducing the blast radius by 0.4 meters. 
They're reducing splash damage by 20, which if you take a direct hit, it used to be 220, now it's only 200. And that's before spike and proximity grenades would have kicked in. But to compensate for these PvP changes, which affect the entire gun regardless, on the PvE side of things, they've increased damage on breach grenade launchers, which are the single-shot grenade launchers, by 12%. And that's because of the above splash damage change. Yeah. Uh, Wither Horde is not affected by this. Because Wither Horde is gross either way still. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the hell they do with Wither Horde. It's just going to be a monster. It makes a puddle. People die in the puddle. That's, that's all you need to know. What are you going to do? Make the puddle smaller? doesn't matter. You're still going to die. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially if they tag you with it, because then it eats you from the inside, and then you drop a puddle and you die. <laughs> and then the puddle. And the puddle just yeah. keeps going. <laughs> uh, machine guns. They say that while the usage of machine, uh, machine guns is surprisingly high, they felt they weren't fulfilling their intended role in high-difficulty content. Damn right they done. Yeah, so uh, ammo efficient ad clear and secondary single target sustained damage. So, because they nerfed it a while ago, especially when 21% Delirium was out, which had this insane perk. Oh, I missed on that it. goddamn gun. Yeah, yeah, you pick up ammunition automatically overflow. You can overflow your, your mag on it. And also, as long as you kept uh, every kill you got without putting the weapon away, made like a permanent rampage stack on it. Mm hmm. And once you reloaded it, it all went away. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. That gun was great, but... That was the gun I used for, uh, for the Shattered Throne for going flawless. Yeah, yeah. my god, that worked, that worked easily. I was like, wow. As long, <laughs> as, long as you keep picking up uh, heavy ammo bricks, it just keeps refilling it for you, and one shot, two shots to any ad would just like put them down because you had that three stack going. Yeah, that, that boss melt. That was easy. I was like, okay, that was a lot easier than I expected. Yeah, and that's before <laughs> you put, put a boss spec on or a taken spec, then you can just destroy yeah. everything. But increased damage in PvE by 20%. Thank so, you. there's a lot of machine guns out there right now. Thunderboard. Yeah, and I'm thinking heavy, I'm, I'm thinking about the exotic ones. So, Thunderlord is getting a bump. Mm-hmm. Air Apparent is getting a bump. Is there any more? Xeno? Xeno's going to be affected? Xenophage is a machine gun. It is not... This will be talked about a little bit later, but I'll just do it now. Xenophage is actually getting a a little bit of a rework. They're lowering its rate of fire from, I think, 120 rounds to 90 rounds per minute. But it's getting a slight bump in damage. It's not getting the full increase from this overall archetype mm-hmm. increase. But Xenophage is getting a damage increase to compensate for its slower firing rate now. I think it's going to balance out. But now, anything that, can, that can't totally die from one shot of a Xenophage most likely is now going to die from one shot. Now you are going to die. I'm interested. I'm interested. Uh, scout rifles and hand cannons have felt weaker than they'd like in PvE content. <laughs> it takes like a full round, full clip to take out a thrall. Well, they're increasing mm-hmm. damage versus minor enemies by 15%. Those are the red bars. So, yeah. That's good. Gave me more damage. There's an entire section about fusion rifles and how they're changing things. This is fusion rifles across the board. 
Vexman at the class has its own changes coming. This is for fusion rifles across the board. So your plug one. Telesto. <laughs> no. I already have Telesto on me. <laughs> no, the, the, any of the other fusions, I mean, that are available that you can use, that you can pick up and use, these will be part of it. Though I, I didn't see anything in the exotic thing when it, it mentioned that uh, increased PvE damage bonus so that all subfamilies of fusion rifles get a 15% PvE bonus. So does that mean that 1,000 voices just got a 15% PvE damage bump? They're about to freaking break the fucking game, dude. They know it. They know it. Uh, they're trying <laughs> to separate the uh, families a little bit further apart because we have high impacts, we have precisions and adaptives, and we also have rapid fire fusion rifle types in this game. So... High impacts are going to get a little bit slower. Uh, it's going to take their charge time is now going to be one second, which is up like almost twenty percent, which isn't bad. They're mm -hmm. reducing the amount of uh, shots that fire out of it from seven to five. They're reducing the total damage per burst, but these are the ones where you pre-charge around a corner and just unload into somebody's face, and you pretty much now will just nuke that one person that's been getting too close to you especially in PvP. Uh, precisions and adaptives, they said they're pretty much unchanged. Their charge time's unchanged. Shots per burst is still at 7. They very slightly increase total damage per burst. And I think... Isn't Plug 1 a adaptive? It is precision. It's a precision frame. Well, so... Slightly increased total damage per burst. Mm -hmm. Good all-around fusion rifle. You got one. <laughs> Good for you. I got Rapid it. I got that one. fire <laughs> uh, fusions are going to have their charge time decreased from half a second to 0.46 seconds, which means if you're good enough, you can fire two shots of a rapid-fire one before the high-impact one fires one off. <laughs> um, they've increased the shots. Increased the shots per burst from seven to nine. Increased total damage per burst, and this is basically to use against shotgun rush. So the crucible, we're probably going to see more rapid fire frame fusion rifles. I'm okay with that. That's good. And these increased shots per burst are now more reliant on stability, but with increased damage, they're less reliant on range. That's good. Parts of this work required adjusting fusions. Uh, there are perks specifically and one mod. So backup plans implementation was incompatible with the changes and they wanted to rework the perk. So instead of the plus 100 to charge time stat, they adjusted the charge time multiplier from 0.85 to 0.7. Now scales damage by 0.8. Okay. Liquid coils and accelerated coils need reworks. They both converted scale, charge time, and damage instead of modifying the stat. The final effect is the same as before, how they work, but they're now more robust. However, they won't visibly change the charge time stat in the inspection screen. The adept charge time mod is now pointless, so they felt it would still be balanced against other mods if it didn't reduce damage, so they changed the functionality to scale charge time directly instead of the stat 
without adjusting the damage. Um, what are they saying? Uh, a note of the charge time masterwork. Fusion rifle's damage is determined by its charge time stat. Similar to how most other weapons' damage is determined by their rate of fire stat. Masterworks can only increase weapon stats for performance reasons, so it's not possible to change how charge time maps into damage without big changes. We investigated doing this by making the masterwork perk, but this would cause fusion rifles to exceed the perk budget, resulting in bad things happening, as mentioned in a prior talk. <laughs> <laughs> Basically would break things in the game. Um, with the fusion rifle rework, we feel masterwork is more viable. It now rarely reduces bolts to kill, so it may not feel like a downgrade in the same way as before. And we'll be watching to see how this plays out and has some options to address it if it is needed. It's awesome. This is a big change to fusion rifles, including all exotic fusions. So we'll be watching any who may. Oh, God. 1,000 voices did get the 15% PvE damage buff. That's already... <laughs> it's already a fucking strong gun. Like, come on. <laughs> well, they, they kept reducing it beforehand. They, they reduced made, it beforehand. And now that's it's making getting, me wish I freaking ran that goddamn raid war. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's get into the exotic weapon. First, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good gun, man. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, first off, the, the the current dominant heavy slot grenade launcher that is just the most versatile weapon in the game, I think is one of their best designed guns Bungie has ever come up with. The Anarchy is finally getting an adjustment after all these years. Mm-hmm. And to be very honest with you, I thought it would be a lot more harsh than what they're doing. It's not bad at all. No, it's, it, it's still going to be extremely viable in high-end PvE content. So, oh, yeah. They're reducing the total reserve plus magazine ammunition 26 to 16. So you're losing 10 shots. You're going to be a little bit more precise with hitting your targets and accurately laying out where you want them to go, but that's what scavenger mods are for. Yeah, that's not too bad. I can I can handle losing ten shots out of it. I thought twenty six was excessive to begin with, but that was that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, and they're reducing damage by thirty percent versus bosses, specifically bosses. They did mm -hmm. say champions are not bosses, so you do not have to worry about doing thirty percent less damage to an overload champion that you stick with an anarchy or an unstoppable or anything. No, the champions are not bosses. So Tanix. In the Deepstone Crypt Raid. Atheon. At the end of Vault of Glass. If there's a future raid coming in Witch Queen, which I can almost guarantee there will be, we tend to drop a raid with the expansion, that boss will take 30% less damage. Anarchy was just a little too strong. Especially with the, with the breaching clear. You really... Well, that really made that gun sun sh like shine, dude. But that, but that, that pushed <laughs> it up over into, oh my god, levels of this gun is overpowered. But th I think this was on purpose to give it one last yeah. real big thing going out. But still, it's going to be very, very good. 
Anarchy will still be a solid choice for high-end PvE activity. All you really gotta do is high is have the high energy fire. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like nothing. It's like nothing happened. And then yeah. assuming, assuming there's gonna be like a like a suppression or something just to take out even more to the artifact, yeah. it's still not gonna going to be a like a nerf. Yeah. It's gonna feel the same. You're going to have to plan for it versus it right out of the box is extremely yeah. strong. You're going to have to plan for it to mitigate this change. You should be able to mitigate the change. Easily. It's still good. One person probably still going to be running this in Grandmaster Nightfall constantly just because that's how it is. I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to give it a shot because I've been using Anarchy pretty much in my heavy slot now for past God, I didn't think I it. When we were, when I think all of us were grinding that one uh, Age of Triumph, where they opened it up, that every single clear at the end yeah. of um, Scourge of the Past could get you a drop, but it buffed the chances. I think once you hit twenty, you were guaranteed it would start dropping for you, and that's. How I didn't I got think I was gonna. I didn't think I was gonna start like a. Like using it at all. Once I got it, I was like, nah, it's gonna be nothing for me. You know, put it in the freaking vault. Nope, mm-hmm. I was alive. Nope, that's a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. I went at it so much. <laughs> I mentioned Xenophage earlier. It's reducing its rate of fire from 120 to 90 RPMs and receiving less of the machine gun dam- PVE damage buff. So it's getting part of it. It's just not getting the full thing. Mm-hmm. The Fighting Lion. Remember, this is a breach grenade launcher that uses kinetic ammo, white ammo bricks, and it basically doesn't run out of ammo already. So, Fighting Lion reserve ammo increased from a lot, in quotes, to infinite, in quotes. Receives some of the changes to other breach grenade launchers. It's now reducing its base reload stat to zero, which means it reloads very, very, very slowly. Now increased reload speed to its previous level on damaging multiple enemies with one grenade. So if you cause damage to multiple enemies with a grenade going off, it now reloads quick. Um, let's see what they're saying. They're keeping an eye on this because they believe it's in a good place and they're not going to over-nerf an exotic with its own subreddit. Yes, the Fighting Lion has its own subreddit. And you shouldn't be manually reloading Fighting Lion anyway. As I said, it's kind of a cleanup thing. Plus, I think if you, if you got a kill with this, it auto-reloaded for you. Yeah. Direct hits do more damage to enemy combatant shields. Rapid kills against grenade damage enemies refill the magazine. Kills always drop primary ammo. They're just... The, the line about refilling the magazine, that puts a shot right back into it. There. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, now, this is the one that made Bacon cry. I'm excited for it, but I'm also a little bit irritated because I don't have the catalyst for it. So I got to get the catalyst before this new season starts. Vex Mythoclass. Yeah, boo. <laughs> we were Whoever uses that as a bit. <laughs> we were cautious <laughs> tuning this one at launch, knowing that, a ship, that shipping a dominant weapon that has increasingly, increased, incredibly low ownership would break PvP. Pretty much like it did in Destiny 1 when Vault of Glass first went live. And they aim for a balance, but erring on the side of not letting it ship too strong. However, it fell short of being balanced. Ownership's much higher now, and we want it to be strong enough to be a desirable reward from Vault of Glass. So, 
In PvE, damage bonus is increased by 40%. <laughs> wow. That's insane, dude. Range stat increased to be the near best in class for high impact auto rifles because this normal fire mode is like that of a high impact auto rifle. They increased the stability stat on the gun. They reworked the catalyst to grant stability and damage after you get a kill. I need the catalyst now. Wow. They increased the rate of fire from 360 rounds a minute to 390 rounds a minute, so it fires a little bit quicker. They reduced the linear fusion rifle alternate mode of fire. The charge time is was 820, it's now to, down to 533, which is the same as standard linear fusion rifles. And whenever you built up overcharged stacks and you swapped, you would lose them. Now that no longer happens. No longer loses overcharged stacks on so, except when in linear fusion rifle mode. Remember, remember when I said that that rage don't give anything good. Yeah. Now I regret it. <laughs> I can. I'll, I'll. You'll be. Don't worry. We'll get you in raids this coming season because we're now able to play with each other again. So we should. We should get it to drop for you. I would feel terrible for Pop Tarts if this dropped for you before he gets it because he's at thirty clears. I think. Oh yeah. So he's um, getting up there when with me with like Deep Stone Crypt with Isaac tomorrow. Uh huh. So I, I I hope there's something else in the patch notes talking about maybe changing drop rates of exotic weapons just a little bit out of raids. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little ridiculous, but Vexmith of class with these changes by themselves without the catalyst means I will now have one on me at all times during season 15. Once oh, I yeah. get the catalyst, I probably will be using it as my main weapon constantly. This thing is, is going to rip in PvE. That is I will the be only gun it, they're going to need. I'm going to be taking it into GM Nightfalls. When you're going to melt, dude. When Unstoppable is one of the champions, and I have the Unstoppable mod on the Vex class. Well, on my armor. So it transfers to the Vex class because class is a fusion rifle. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This is this is going to rip, absolutely rip through things. Uh, I'm it's here gonna, for it. It's gonna be butter, dude. It's gonna be butter for every single one of them bitches, dude. That's fucking. Oh my god! Whoever has that gun, you guys are fucking assholes. Dude. You're all assholes. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll be an asshole. No, 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 no. You're all assholes. Dude. No, of course. <laughs> now, if they would, I would hope at some point they give a little more love to eyes of tomorrow. That that yeah. rocket launcher still is not where I think it should be. It needs help in PvE, not not against other players, because, you know, the way it tracks, yeah, you can pretty much kill a Guardian with one rocket. Out of the six, it fires on one shot. Mm -hmm. But PvE, it, I think it needs to do a little bit more damage, but, eh, that's for another day. Merciless. Merciless, the Destiny 2 Year 1 fusion rifle. Which, by the way... I highly recommend getting your hands on one. And if you get the catalyst, complete it. Because, oh my god, that catalyst makes this thing sing. So, 
you know, it's getting the love from the fusion rifle change, but they figure they might as well been make a buff that they've been thinking about to this weapon. Updated perk to account for fewer shots per burst. So you should build up charge rate at the same time amount per burst as before. But they reduced the damage penalty for increasing the charge rate by 40%. So all of a sudden, as the merciless, when you fire it, if you do not kill something on a hit, the next shot fires faster. If that doesn't kill, the next shot fires faster than that. It fires and charges so quickly that you're either going to kill the thing you're shooting at or you're going to run out of ammo and it's going to reload and start over. Typically, each shot did less and less. They've now reduced that decrease based on the how fast it's now firing by 40%. They got to take that gun out of the goddamn... It's, it's collecting if got, dust. If it's not about have, this. If you have the catalyst for it, I recommend going into like some activity, either Alter Sorrow, wherever the hell you want, go to the Thrall Hallway in Shattered Throne, put on a whole bunch of scavengers, ammo finders, things to increase your reserves, and just sit there and just start killing everything and get that yep. catalyst completed. I got it. I got it. It's it's <laughs> oh. it, it's a fun gun now. And I didn't give it its play when it was due outside of the Leviathan raid in year one of Destiny 2. Because you kind of needed it, I thought, for the one encounter. But this now, oh man, this is this is a good one. This is a good one. Yoten, they're reducing the charge time from 0.82 seconds to 0.78 seconds. So it charges 0.04 seconds faster. But they're reducing, slightly reducing damage per shot. So it's now going to fire faster, but do slightly less damage. I don't think we're really going to notice. <laughs> I mean that. They even said it right here. Uh, in playtest, it makes almost no difference, but if I didn't mention it, someone would notice. There. Well, there it is. Bastion. <laughs> Feels very strong with shotguns being less <laughs> dominant, so we're preemptively adjusting it in PvP. It's also super low usage in PvE, so we're buffing it there. You're reducing damage by 15%. Now it can't quite kill a Guardian with one shot in a three burst if it as it fires. However, it's also increasing its spread angle by 10%, but in PvP, in PvE, not PvP, PvE, player versus environment, damage is increased by 25%. Let me take out the Bastion. <laughs> you know, the Bastion that already has Unstoppable built into it. Because they added out. that to it. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to do more damage against Unstoppables after you stun them with the Bastion. And it fires kinetic bullets. So kinetic, it, though it uses green ammo, it uses special ammo, but it, its shots are technically kinetic. Kinetic shots do more damage than energy shots, but energy shots can pierce energy shields. There's always been that back and forth. Bastion's going to be bumping a little bit in pve i might have to try it out um, the, the, you're talking right now dude you're telling me what to do so i'm uh, picking it up um mastering working i'm doing everything that i can yeah <laughs> we, we mentioned this one outside of uh before we started the podcast today so we mentioned this exotic weapon outside of the podcast Sweet business. Oh, Sweet yeah. Sweet business 
would refill the magazine when picking up primary ammo, but that no longer works because primary ammo doesn't is not a thing anymore. So they now changed this so the magazine refills on picking up special and heavy ammo instead of primary. So make sure you have a special weapon and a, or a heavy weapon on you that needs ammunition so you can walk over, pick it up, blow out more of your sweet business. Keep firing this thing with Actium War Rig on your Titan that you may never run out of shots with. It's going to be gross. You're welcome, gamers. Yeah. <laughs> a, couple, a couple of perks fixed. Well, one specific perk. And then they mentioned some other things. Uh, firing line. I like this perk. I wish more things had it. They said they liked the idea of the perk, but it was just giving away a bit too much damage for almost free. The weird thing is, I never really knew anybody that used the weapons with firing line. Ever. I ever. used it like one time, but I was like, it doesn't... I'm not really doing anything unless I was like you have, you have to be next to two or three people, and I mean you're pretty much uh-huh. shoulder to shoulder with them. Yeah, this thing to work. That's why I wasn't pretty much working out. <laughs> but what they're they're reducing the damage bonus to twenty percent precision damage for all supported weapon archetypes, and it said it was highly variable depending on weapon type. Now, firing line would roll on snipers. Some snipers, some linear fusion rifles, and some machine guns. The Seventh Seraph Saw machine gun that could generate war mine cells can roll with firing line. Yeah. I mean, putting I that out there for our listeners, I have one too. I had a sniper rifle with firing line on it, but I think it got sunset that particular I think sniper. I probably dismantled mine. I used it before, and next to Two people that were doing heavy boss DPS. I was using a gambit for it. Test it. Dude, that thing. That did work Whoa. with firing line Whoa. on it. Um, I, I, I wish more things would roll on it, but they said, you know, we'll roll on some snipers, linear fusion, some machine guns, so I'm expecting to see more guns rolling firing line coming in season 15 and moving forward. And they said, and maybe some other stuff in the future. I would die for a heavy grenade launcher that rolls with firing line. Everything needs to have firing line. I would love it. Dude, I would love a scout rifle that rolls with firing line. Especially in GMs because everybody's super close no matter what. So that's, that's really, really right. good. That's, that's right. really, really good. Scout rifle rolling firing line. Oh my god. Inject that into my veins. Gimme, gimme, gimme. They also say certain damage perks only affected by impact damage on explosive weapons. So they've updated these specific perks to also increase detonation damage. So, impact weapons, explosive damage. These perks didn't really do the job, but now they're going to work with the increased detonation damage. Kill Clip, Rampage, and Adrenaline Junkie. I've had plenty of rocket launchers that have had kill clip and rampage rolling on them. Grenade launchers, too. More damage when those things proc? Gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> gimme, 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 gimme. They also said they fixed incorrect rarity on some recent shipped weapon perks. There may have been some perks that were just like super rare and not dropping. Shouldn't have been super rare and not dropping. Can't wait to find out what those are. We'll see those in the API. Those will be API things. 
find out earlier. Special effects, visual effects, I should say, on weapons. They do say that weapon VFX were all custom and didn't meet some of their desired cool factors. So they've rebuilt these to speed up the process of adding new weapons or updating old ones. So they've updated all grenade launcher and rocket launcher visual effects. Legendary fusion and linear fusion rifles now have distinct damage type charge visual effects. So they're going to look a little different. Look a little bit prettier. Let's get yeah. it. Go for it. Now they talk about uh, this, the near future, the more distant near future, but still before Witch Queen and then Witch Queen and beyond. So in the near future, they're devoting a lot of energy to the Witch Queen expansion right now. But there's a ton of things changing in a few, well, a few weeks, in a few days. <laughs> well, a few days. So we wanna, know them, but... so they want to see how things <laughs> shake out before deciding on further tuning. They'll be watching season 15 closely and are ready to make some small adjustments as needed in the first half. That's excellent. Linear fusion rifles and caster frame swords, they say this is a distant future, but still before the Witch Queen expansion are not where they want them to be. So linear fusion rifles and caster frame swords are not where they want them to be. I think there's only two caster frame swords right now. Is the there? Uh, what the... Well, there's, yeah. there's, there's the, the one in Trials, the Solar Sword. The, there's also the Temptation's Hook. Yeah, I think that's pretty sword. much it. Yeah. I don't know, does, does the Black Talon count as a caster frame sword? Because it fires that bolt when you use the, spe the heavy attack. Damn, does it? Look. I have to look. Does it say in the perk? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, unfortunately. Oh. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll look it up and report on that later. So they're gonna touch linear fusions and caster frame swords a little bit later. Okay, cool. They're also looking at underused or underpowered exotic weapons, and we'll be taking a pass at some of them, including including the following. Arbalest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Arbalest. That was annoying. Soros regime. Okay, Soros. Uh -huh. I think uh -huh. that could use some love. The Cryothesia 77K. That was season 14's season pass exotic. That's that sidearm that can, when you kill something, you can uh, hold the trigger and fire a shot and freeze something. I, I don't really like use it. it. I don't like it. <laughs> Um, are you ready for this, Bacon? Oh, which one is it, dude? I want to know which one it is. Malfeasance. I'm happy. I don't want that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they're going to consider doing to Malfeasance. I wonder what, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hoping it, it's good and really tunes it up. Uh, maybe add a little bit more increased damage against Taken Enemy. That, I think, would be vital to it, but... Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of like so later in season 15 before Witch Queen, huh? Malfeasance is getting a uh, look over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was and already this, pretty good with those overload champs. That, uh, yeah. And they said and more. So hey, some other exotics are being uh, messed around with. By the way, Arbalest. There is a note in the known issues section of the TWAB, which always talks about things that they know was wrong in the game that they need to fix. Arbalist will not be working with unstoppable fusion, linear fusion, because Arbalist is technically a linear fusion. 
Uh-huh. There's an issue with it. It's not going to work with the seasonal mod. It should have, but it's not going to. However, probably when this touch comes out that they're talking about here, it's going to be given anti-barrier built into it. It only makes sense. that, And it makes sense. Yeah, you're right, because of what Arbalest does. Arbalest over-penetrates any shields. Mm-hmm. It's a linear fusion rifle, but it's technically a, a rail gun. It fires yeah. a solid projectile, but it charges like a linear fusion. So it, it, it's special. It's different. I hope that's all they're doing to it. I don't want to see Arbalest coming back in PvP where all you hear was a thing and die from somewhere across the map as someone shoots in the head with an Arbalest. I didn't say I used it, but I used it pretty frequently. Yeah, I know you did. And you said I am an asshole for having that. (laughs) All right. So, and they said if you have issues with spamming high rate of fire semi-automatic weapons as fast as possible, we got something in the works for you. Do tell. My finger hurts after a while of repeatedly spamming high rate of fire semi-automatic weapons. No, mine do. And they're saying priming a target and quickly swapping for cleanup is easier than we'd like, so we're looking for some options to build towards faster swap speeds. We've got a step hitting both of these points coming. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking they're, they've been seriously looking at, all right, this is a mechanic in the game. Is there any drawback to doing this? No. There probably should be something... But then you could mitigate it if you're really focusing on your builds. Mm-hmm. And, and you and I have been talking about you got to pay attention to your builds in this game. Yep. It makes, it, makes gonna, a difference. Makes a difference. It's just going to keep getting more and more prevalent as this game goes on that you need to pay attention to your builds. Yeah. They were, I mean, what's the whole point of a mod? The mod's not going to do anything. But now. Now they're saying, okay, okay, we heard you. Now we're going to, now you got to start, start thinking a little bit on what type of player you want to be. Yeah. I mean, if you want to still do war mine cells, they're there, man. You just got to build something outside of, I'm holding the SMG and putting on Greech. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody could do that. And that's what made war mine cells so deadly because... Global reach was so cheap to apply. And, and all you really needed it was massive a, amounts of damage. And all you really needed was a gun with either seraph rounds or an old war mine gun. Mm-hmm. That was it. Speaking of guns, <laughs> we found out some stuff coming in season fifteen too. Don't worry, oh, this shit. will be linked. The twelve is going to be linked in the description, so you can actually look at all these things. But the first thing is they showed off the seasonal ritual weapon. This past season, we had a fusion mm-hmm. rifle. What is it, dude? What is it? <laughs> yeah, the season before, we had Salvager Salvo, probably one of oh, the yeah. best grenade launchers out there. Next season, we're getting a rocket launcher. It mm-hmm. looks cool, but it has the explosive light perk. Oh, yeah. Anybody that oh, has yeah. a Wendigo... You know what explosive light is. Oh, what a freaking beauty. Oh, my God. I think this 
The rocket launcher looks incredible, to be honest with you. It is just it looks so all futuristic. Awesome it looks looking. slick, dude. It's yeah. slick. I I am eagerly looking forward to seeing flames belching out of the front of it through all those little vent ports. <laughs> and I I'm very, very excited to see what the skins you can get from Crucible Gam- Gambit and Vanguard when you finally uh, you know complete those little side quests and stuff. I'm sorry, as you're upgrading your rank, because that is changing the seasons. It's going to be side quests yep. yep. when you upgrade your ranks. So, we have a new rocket launcher coming next season. Fantastic. They're adding three new post-game rewards. So, we have more weapons specifically within these playlists. The sidearm that I see, I think that's one called um, something spoilers. Like secrets, uh, spoiled secrets, or something like that. It's been in the game before. Really? Is this? Oh no, no, hold on, hold on. We'll get to that. Not, not this one. I'm thinking because they added stuff to the global loot pool. That's the one I'm thinking about. There's a side yeah. on the global loot pool that's coming. That is called the same thing. Uh, I'll touch on that in a second. But <laughs> what we're we're getting we're getting a scout rifle that looks like that's going to gambit auto rifle that looks like it's going to the vanguard and a sidearm a Suros sidearm going into the crucible it's got like the uh the crucible phoenix dragon looking thing on the side of it mm-hmm. so okay i'm interested to see what roles are going to happen that Suros sidearm if it's what i think it is it fires in three round bursts which three round bursts are insane in the pvp area right now yeah uh bacon and i will be grinding this day one after Mrs. Outrider gets back from work, because you know she'll be at work when all this goes live. Prophecy Dungeon is getting the Trials of the Nine Weapons. We're gonna get them all, dude, easily. Oh god! And some of them are gonna be farmable, depending on they're only gonna be available at certain encounters. But give me all of them: a sniper, a pulse rifle, an auto rifle, a shotgun, a hand cannon, and a sidearm. We're getting these back. These are the Trials of the Nine Guns. They're going to roll the new perks. Give it to me. I've wanted these things. We got the armor already. We wanted the weapons. We've been talking and asking about the weapons. We're getting the weapons in Season 15. Thank God. We're we're grinding, dude. We're getting these things. We're going to find our perfect rolls with these guns. I can't wait. There's also the World Loot Pool is getting some new stuff. My Uh, baby's coming back, dude. Skatelock. Isn't that the auto rifle? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it right there. We got a hand cannon. There's a linear fusion rifle. I think this is the Black Widow, Black Adder, something like that. I think so. It's a Viced uh, linear fusion rifle. It fires very, very quickly. And it's charge time. It's very. It's a precision. Isn't that a scout? No, that's not a scout rifle. That's a linear fusion rifle. I'm almost certain that it could be a scout rifle. I might be wrong. Nope. Who fucking knows? We'll find out when I get my hands on it. Don't give a shit. But We're going to get it anyways. When you see this image of the world loot drop, in the bottom right hand, there is a Vanguard sidearm. It's primarily you know, that Vanguard orange with the dark blue, maybe blue. That's the one. It's like spoiled secrets. I bring this up because of the flavor text to it. 
The flavor text is something to the effect of, and oops, someone died at the end. <laughs> Apparently, this was also released right before Forsaken happened. And then got sunset. Cade 6 died in Forsaken. Wait. Yeah, this could just be coincidence. Wait. Or this is Bungie trolling us. Or this is it's coming back because something major is going to happen in season 15. I don't doubt something major story-wise is going to happen in season 15. I think that's kind of neat if they're using this gun as kind of a hey, pay attention. If you if you actually read the lore, if you actually look at your weapons and check out, you know, the flavor text and stuff and you see that <laughs> keep your eyes peeled something big might be going down so it's interesting to uh, uh they're also talking about their relief efforts there's some interesting campaigns you could donate to that Shaq's shirt looks fantastic that uh, helps out team rubicon which is for disaster response uh, Mrs. Outrider already said that if we get that shirt, she'll be stealing it from me pretty much indefinitely. So, well, because as long as you have it, got her Lord <laughs> Jacks on it, so you know she'll be all happy about that. And some cool art. I already mentioned about the Arbalist. And, dude, that's it. We got as of this recording, we're two sleeps away from season fifteen. We're two sleeps away from the showcase, which is at 9 a.m. Pacific. So I think that's 11 a.m. for Central and noon for East Coast U.S. Then the season starts right after everything. So 1 o'clock normal reset. Expect the servers to absolutely be chaotic. Expect servers to potentially crash. People to be put in wait queues to get in. Slow download speeds. You know, the typical stuff that happens is everybody bum rushes the server to get in there for the new season. Just as a precaution. Expect to wait. <laughs> so, what do you think? Overall, weapon changes. What do you think? Pretty much, I'll, I'll leave it short. I'll leave it short and simple, dude. Short and simple. Mm -hmm. Bungie, Bungie put a little line that certain things are coming. That is not the only thing that's coming. I am too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Short and sweet, dude. Short and sweet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I hope an emote we get this season is throwing bacon a towel to clean himself up. So because we're probably gonna need it after these changes to the sandbox. Uh, my overall take is I'm extremely happy and excited for this stuff. This is a big shakeup to the metas. Yep, it is. And I am excited to see things that I've liked using, like scout rifles, getting more love in PvE. My area of where I like to do most of my gameplay is the PvE. I love using scout rifles. Always have. Now they're really going to be effective, especially against weenie red bars. Exotic weapon tuning. I can't wait. I can't wait to dust off 
1,000 voices and use that in Grandmaster Nightfall content. I'm I'm probably going to blow myself up. I admit it. But it's going to be fun. That's all right. Merciless is going to be a monster. Merciless is going to be a monster. Unstoppable Merciless. Okay, so the first shot uh, stuns the unstoppable champion. Doesn't kill it. Now you fire it faster. Then you fire it faster. And then it goes down. (laughs) Give it to me. I'm shaking my head. Just going, no, no, no. It's just too much, dude. It's gonna be great. It's too fucking much. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna love this. This, this season. This season is gonna be a lot of fun. It is gonna be a long season, mind you, but it's gonna be a lot of. Fun. There's a lot of changes happening. Prophecy Dungeon getting all those new weapons in it. Give it to me. We know nothing about trials changes that are coming. We know nothing about the actual seasonal activities, where this is gonna take place, the story or anything. We've just been going over the nuts and bolts for three weeks as to the changes to how we play the game itself. And that has us excited. That oh, is yeah. a fantastic way to start a new season. When all you got to do is talk about it and you get excited, it's going good. Yeah. It's going fucking good. Yeah. It's awesome. And we can't wait to dive into it. And, you know, just. There might be a little bit of uh, dust that needs to settle at the start of the season to get in. Guarantee we'll get in. If you're planning on taking the day off that day, don't take the next day off. Go, take off Wednesday. I guarantee everything will be settled. Mm-hmm. It usually always is. That's true. But I think I think that's it. I, we covered everything. Now it's just, you know, wait till reset and dump, jump in and we'll be talking all about it next week. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Can't wait. Yeah. Two more days. That's right. Two days. Two days of this recording for us. What I also can't wait to do is tell you to check out anchor.fm slash HG dash podcast. And also check out our Twitter page at podcast underscore hidden. You know, follow us there. Give us a like. Our link tree is there as well. You can find all of our links first our personal socials as well as our streaming platforms send us some messages or just hang out lurk and listen we appreciate everybody that interacts with us regardless of your level of doing so i don't have anything else to add i think bacon spent he needs a towel right now and probably a shower so we're going to just call it there for this one i, th- I there's really nothing else to say except bring on season 15 And in the meantime, we'll just be hanging out in the dark zone. Have a good one. Catch you on the next one. Be well. Later, fellas.